Welcome, welcome to IBN's Royal Rumble Reaction Show. We're going to get right to it. Not going to do a lot of advertising, but of course, all as always, rate and subscribe to the podcast and share the word, spread the word. Sharing is caring. And I have with me Keith Fleming. How are you, man? What's up, RC, man? That was a uh, actually an entertaining Royal Rumble. Yeah, so let's just jump right into it. What were your thoughts on the card overall? I thought it was really good. Um, I, I continue to say that one of the biggest benefactors of 2020 and everything just you know being so different in wrestling is shorter pay per views. I mean, even tonight, you know, they started at seven. Uh, you know, we're over at what ten fifty. You had, you know, two Rumble matches, two title matches. Well, actually, I guess technically you had four title matches. Uh, but they, they just don't seem to have as, as many matches that, you know, we're not really that excited about seeing. And the fact that if it's going to be something you're going to see on, like, Raw or SmackDown, just have it on Raw or SmackDown. And I, I just think it's improved the overall quality uh, of the pay-per-views. And then, you know, the overall thoughts is just uh, both title matches kind of went the way we thought. But that's not a bad thing. Uh, and then both the Rumble winners may be a little surprising and just cool to see them both come from, you know, basically the second and third spot. Yeah, I, I thought um, – so if you want to give it a grade, what would you give it? I'd give it probably a B plus. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I've been really kind of like down on the product. Not in like – so when I get down on the product, I don't really bitch. I just stop watching. And uh, I wish more people would do that. But uh, so I guess it may be been two or three weeks since I saw SmackDown. I still follow it online. And we my... wouldn't have a Team Turnbuckle podcast if we didn't do that. What? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it would be it would be more periodic. But no, in general, though, I think wrestling fans would just bitch about it no, or I whatever. Agree. But um, I, I, I enjoyed it, especially the second half of it. I thought the first half was kind of paint by numbers going through the motions and you you think starting off with Goldberg and Drew is a good thing, but it probably isn't because it doesn't really set the tone even though they did what they needed to do. I thought that the uh, Sasha match with Carmella was just kind of going through motions. And I mean, they try, but it's like, what can they do that's that new or, or what can they add to that feud? Because they feuded before, and this feud is the second, I think it is definitely the second title defense, if not at the second pay-per-view, where they fought. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that, to me, that was a slow start. And I thought the women's uh, dragged a little bit at different times, and you noticed that there was a, uh, the timing was a little bit different. I started timing it, and basically for the women's, it was like 130, 140 instead of the two minutes. So I don't know if they were trying to speed it up or it just, I, I didn't think the women's had the ebb and flow, but of course, I love the ending. I'm a bit high on Bianca Belair. You were last year too, and I was the first time I ever saw was that I guess it was last year's Royal Rumble, I think. Might have been 2019, mm-hmm. but I think it was last year's Royal Rumble, and I just said, this, this girl is a star and she's done nothing to dissuade anyone from that so I, I'd give it a B maybe uh, I, I liked Edge going over I wasn't sure who they are going to put in the men's spot but I did like Edge going over I think that's a good move I think that's very interesting kind of hopefully ending it with Randy Orton there the way that ended so I, I really I, I liked it the second half of it I really thought they pulled it together and made for an entertaining uh, event and that's what the Royal Rumble is so 
uh, I didn't see as much setup this year with some of the like usually the Rumble itself is a setup for a lot of matches or to further some storylines. They did it here and there, but I didn't see I didn't see it as much as they usually do. But let me ask you, uh, what was the match of the night for you? So both Rumbles were good, and you know. Being a Royal Rumble, I almost feel obliged to pick one of them, but I can't with the Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns last man standing match. We talked about on the Team Turnbuckle podcast this week when we previewed it that both Sam and Ronnell last man standing matches aren't their favorite match. Full discretion, I love them. I I think it's a a great uh, kind of way to end a feud. And this was just a really creative one. Uh, everything from early in the match with KO taking the chair to Reigns' legs, which I, I don't remember a last man standing match where particularly the, the smaller or not as physically gifted guy, you know, literally goes after the opponent's legs to try to, you know, prevent him from standing up. I love the spot where Reigns eventually got handcuffed. And it looked like there was going to be a 10 count. And then the way he just grabbed the ref at the last second, threw him, you know, into, I guess it was something hanging in the rafters right there and, and knocked him out to where he couldn't finish his count. And that was how Reigns was able to eventually, with the help of Paul Heyman, if you call it help, because it took a while to get him out of the handcuffs, but to get him unhandcuffed and eventually he would win. And then just some of the crazy spots. I mean, KO has really became a guy that is not afraid to put his body on the line. Uh, I mean, the the thing from the top of the, the uh, forklift was okay, but the, where he got thrown from like the second or third level uh, of where the TV screens were. Like, I don't care. I know, I know they set these things up for, to brace their, you know, falls and stuff, yeah. but that just looked brutal. I, I actually agree with you for the match of the night. I think that that, I think by far that was the match of the night. And again, it's two guys that understand the psychology, especially Roman is a heel he understands psychology so well and he made you think he was going to lose so many times and that's the first last man standing that I remember where the guys and especially Roman pushed that nine count so hard and he really he made the nine count into the two count and last man standing when I the the ones I remember especially from the attitude era the guy kind of just gets up on nine and and gets up on ten but he like really was struggling to his feet one time he got hit and he fell back down directly after he got up from the nine and he just used his legs and his acting so well and that handcuff spot I thought for sure that he was going to win it right there. So I agree with you. That's the match of the night. I won't even do the ESPN thing where you take to something different. I just I don't really believe in that. But uh, so, yeah, it was just great psychology. It got me going for the whole card. And it wasn't, it had my full attention before that night. Before that, nothing had my full attention. But I put my phone down. I'm like, I'm totally into that match. And they had me in suspension of disbelief. It's, it's like when you go to the movie theater, sometimes I go to movies. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm not into it. Y'all don't feel it but like i was into it they sucked me in two great performers it's just a shame the ko i mean it's not good booking to give it to ko really but just a shame because the way he's just done this whole feud he's been fantastic really he really has and this is where Even ko like should be spot, i feel like near the top of the car too where he rolled off of the you know the scalp that was so smart to his feet that i've never seen that that i mean there's just so many things in that match were creative and different that you don't see. And as wrestling fans, 
we've kind of seen everything at this point. And it's really cool when you can see a match like this where there was three, four spots that I hadn't seen uh, before, you know, in, in previous matches. And it was so clear that they both were using their brains. And then Roman's reaction, he was like, you got to be kidding me, you know. And to <laughs> yeah. see Roman, who in, that character isn't in disbelief. And they do it. WWE, WWE almost does it every match now. Almost. Michael Cole says, oh, my God, what will it take to put so-and-so away? He is shocked. But that was a genuine, well, it was not genuine because it's not real. But within the world of the show, it, it was a genuine reaction to, like, what the hell? How did he get out of that, you know? And it shouldn't be more of, like, oh, my God, what does it take this guy to put this guy away? It should be, like, oh, my gosh, how did he kick out of that? How did he get up? That kind of thing. But they they, they oversell that. But that was actually a, a good example of it so uh we, we agreed on a match of the night what would be your head scratcher not involving the fiend in the finish of the royal rumble only because of the way they did it because you know obviously when orton disappeared i kind of started figuring out or at least thought i figured out where this thing was going to go and I, I assumed that edge was going to somehow be the last guy orton was going to make that surprise Rather, though, than Edge just flat out, you know, changing the momentum and throwing Orton over the top rope, I really thought the lights were going to go out. The Fiend was basically going to lay Orton out. Edge would throw him over the top rope. You kind of end the Edge-Orton thing right there. Obviously, Fiend-Orton is, you know, moving ahead, and Edge is going to be going for the title. Now, it, it may be fair that they're they're holding off the Fiend, and that, that may be why... You know, he hasn't technically returned yet. We still don't know exactly where they're going with the Alexa Bliss angle. Uh, but that would be my big head-scratcher, along with The Miz not being involved at all in the McIntyre-Goldberg match when he was such a big factor on Monday Night Raw. He talked about how they were going to beat the hell out of each other, which they did. And it was just weird not even get to kind of like the fake cash-in moment that you normally have in these kind of matches. I mean, that match was so... I guess short. <laughs> it's kind of short. I mean, it's just the actual yeah. match itself is kind of short. It's just weird. Um, yep. I'm glad the Miz didn't have to take a, a spear from Goldberg because God knows he could hurt or whatever. <laughs> and I'm not down on Goldberg like a lot of people, but I don't even want to see the Miz interact with Goldberg. So I was fine with it. My head scratchers, I got a couple, but one was really, I think y'all caught it before I caught it, but did the ca- did the camera miss Bailey's elimination? Yeah, which they is said, bad. Like, that's you can't, just bad production. Like that's they usually don't do that, but sometimes usually a Royal Rumble they'll miss one. That's a big miss, you know. You you got and you know I'm the biggest Bailey supporter out there for what the work that she's done, and I never enjoyed it. So she turned heel, and now I'm not gonna say she's floundering, but what they're giving her is floundering. But obviously Bianca Belair should be put over her, but you can't miss that elimination. And probably we should have got like a lot of reaction shots because she's good at that. Mm-hmm. Two, so that was a big miss, but this is the same thing too that just irks me that WWE does. Bad Bunny, I'd never heard of him before. He has a song named Booker T. Who would write a rap song about Booker T? Like, I love Booker T, but especially now that he's not even in his prime, like maybe WCW Booker T. Like, you like you could be edgy, or even when he came to right. WWE, was feud with Stone Cold, you could be a little. But why are we making songs about Booker T anymore? And it like it, it was, makes sense that Ric Flair has a rap song. Yeah, yes, so much yes, Booker T. it does. <laughs> it would even make sense if Hulk Hogan sorta of had a lyric or something, not a whole right. song. But so that that bothered me the most, and then the fact that they made a story, the, the production, the fact that he was there annoyed me. We shouldn't have musical uh, numbers during 
a pay per view other than WrestleMania. I accept it for WrestleMania, but not not nothing else. But then the fact that he did a high cross body and that he was involved was in the match, and it's probably gonna keep going with the Miz and like, and they had the little segment with the Miz that made no sense. It's like that the Miz was just trying to get him on board. It just, it was, it was. The, the the thing I always hated about which that, is a shame when they do that stuff when yeah. it's forced when it's natural it's great yeah the only thing the thing that I always hated most and it's because this is how Vince got started he got not got started but that's how the WWE became national and popular was by using celebrities WrestleMania one two three Mr T Sidney Lauper <laughs> Rock and Wrestling Connection but like that was the but you can't count on you can't count on one hand. How many times has this worked besides that? Tyson. But usually it just does not, it doesn't do anything. But embarrassing. You get a WrestleMania moment for every, uh, about five of those for every Mike Tyson. <laughs> so, uh, so that, yeah, so those would be my two. You're missing Bailey and Bad Bunny, whatever that's supposed to be. Uh, so. We're transitioning to WrestleMania. It's the official start of WrestleMania. Let's do the season. moment of the night real quick. I do want to. I got, I got a couple of things I just want to talk about that I really enjoyed. If you don't mind? Go for it. So the team hell no hug, which I know is silly, but that was kind of right when I got back into wrestling, and it just was really cool to see those guys hug, even though. Daniel Bryan is obviously, I think, you know, been a lot of talk on the show about him getting near to his end of his WWE career. Obviously, Kane is the mayor of a town and looking at the best Kane shape. I mean, again, he's another guy that's getting up into almost his 50s uh, and doesn't wrestle on a regular basis. But it's just really cool to see them hug. But the big moment was just Bianca winning the Rumble because this is a person, and I've been talking about this for over a year that I've been really disappointed with the way WWE has used her because she is a star. I mean, she has the look. If you watch her uh, documentary on WWE Network right now, she's an amazing person. She's a great talker. She's got personality. I mean, she has everything you could want. She she really does remind me of Jackie Joyner Kersey growing up just because she just looks like the best athlete in the room every time she's on screen, like by a mile and, you know, they never gave her the NXT title, which was really confusing. They called her up to Raw right after Mania and didn't even have her wrestle in a match for, like, three four months. But she was in backstage this, segments with the But isn't what profits. they're doing with her, like, a lesson in patience? That's about well, the that's headline WrestleMania. Say. Nope, that, that's, what, that's what I was about it, to She shouldn't be headlining though, WrestleMania. They, they did called have her a plan. up. What time yeah. of year did they call her up last year? It was right, uh, right after WrestleMania. Like, literally so, like, a week after. If you... You're really maximizing her by what they did now, you know, and they didn't really know they didn't have the EST thing for her, so they didn't really know what to sort of do with her. So I think it's all right sometimes to like a lot of the internet fans do that, but it's all right to like develop and think it out and let her be around and show that she's got athleticism. And then you figure out the EST thing and it works, and like bang, 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 now she's there, you know. And, but she didn't get and they were smart to use Bailey to build her up right when Bailey lost the title. Yeah. You know, that that started the minute Bailey lost the title. That's I agree true. with you that it seems like they're kind of losing but, direction with Bailey, and they don't need to forget about her. But yeah. it was great the way they transitioned. But it that. doesn't have. This is like an example, you know, not necessarily you, but just in general, the Sams of the world. That the internet wants it to go a certain way, but these are real people, and they got to figure it out, and it takes time, and you know, it it. And, but it's working. Everybody knows she's a mm-hmm. star, you know. 
So, but it, 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 it's it happening. Great performance, great moment, and uh, just very, you know, happy for her. And uh, we're, I'm sure we're about to get into that, but I'm, I'm interested to see uh, where we go from here. And so we're going to move to the where do they go from here? A couple of the winners we're going to look at here, and interesting people of note. Uh, Bianca, that's a good segue there. Where who do you think she challenges most likely tomorrow on Monday Night Raw? Well, maybe not. Maybe she'll do it at Friday, which is what I hope she does I on Friday. Hope, yeah, I was gonna say I hope they wait till Friday, and I hope it's Sasha Banks because. I think that would be an unbelievable match. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to turn Sasha Hill, but if you want to, that can make it more interesting. We know Sasha's a great heel. Uh, I just, I don't know, something about Bianca and Asuka worries me. Yeah, it's just it's just not, I don't know. It just doesn't, it, it just doesn't seem like the match that we want to see, especially when, you know, it would be great for Asuka to get her win back against Charlotte, even though it looks like they're moving towards Charlotte versus Lacey for Mania, which is, Kind of hard to believe, but I think Bianca versus Sasha would both be a great in-the-ring match, and also I think it would be great promos because we know Sasha, even when she's the face, talks about being the boss and you know the bitch and all this stuff. And Bianca also is a woman that is very confident in her abilities. We just saw this with her rivalry with Bailey, and I just think it would be great on the mic. I think it would be great in the ring, and hopefully it'll be a big moment for Bianca Belair. She wins her first. Uh, First world title in WWE because she didn't get one in NXT. Well, that wouldn't be a world title in NXT either. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I haven't got any NXT hate in so long. Oh, I felt I felt like I just Appreciate. like got, I felt like I got back on the bike. I don't know how you win a world title in damn wrestling school, but hey. <laughs> that's fair. That is a uh, they, they don't. Tra- I could be the world champ if you don't travel around the world. But anyway, I mean they do a little bit, but generally they really don't. Anyway, I, I, I will leave that shot <laughs> for there. Uh, I think, again, I agree with you. I think it's all about, I would be really upset if they, and I like Asuka, but I would be really upset if they, it's just a natural fit, where it's not a natural fit with Asuka. How could you get us to care about that with Asuka? Unless Asuka just turned heel and you baby-faced uh, uh, Bel Air up and let Asuka just slaughter her for a couple weeks in a row and got her some sympathy, you know? And made it like this hill to climb, but I really think, you know, you got the boss and the EST, these two very cocky, confident women, and just like who's the best kind of thing, almost like a a Stone Cold and the Rock kind mm-hmm. of thing, where you just yeah. got two people at the top that are very good, not necessarily styles, but just like who's the best, like we're we're the top. Even I think Bailey, you know, I'm still upset about Bailey. But I mean, she got the belt for four hundred days. But I'm still upset about Bailey. I feel like she's gonna be in like a throw-in six-man match for WrestleMania, and it's just it's not right. It's not right. But she's a champion, (laughs) or or I think she really might fight Michael Cole, which would be awesome. I I would. (laughs) I would would be great. It'd be a lot better than the Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole WrestleMania moment we got. So she, she, uh, she had Cole in the back of her head today. Yep. And she that said was, she, uh, was really she was going to cool. challenge her, but I, I just don't. I don't. It's cute, but I just don't. Oh, I, I, it's worse when it's a man against a woman when the man is emasculated and he's not really a fighter anyway. That makes it even. I don't. I, it's just. I don't feel that. All right, Roman Reigns. Now that that might be the most interesting thing. Uh, the guy I follow. Well, I'll let you lead. And who who do you see, or who do you think, or what do you think should be next for Roman Reigns? So I'm not going to lie, the the 
ending to the Rumble made me think about where they're going to go with it, assuming Edge is going to take on McIntyre, which they're both on Raw. There's no rule he has to, but I just assume that's the direction they're going. I'm assuming Edge is going to turn heel. It's something he talked about in a promo uh, while he was uh, you know, getting cleared to come back, saying that you know the Rated R superstar needed to come back. So I could see it easily being a Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins triple threat match with the fact that Rollins obviously cost Daniel Bryan his spot, uh, you know, winning the Rumble. So I think we're heading toward them feuding, and it wouldn't be that difficult with both of their history and the fact of who those guys are and the fact that WWE loves doing triple threat matches at WrestleMania. We know that that we could end up getting a Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins, which I think would be, you know, obviously a great match. You'd have two, uh, you know, or really three different kinds of styles in the ring because Bryan works a little bit different now. And uh, I, th- I think I would be 100% on board if that is where we're headed. I, I don't know. I, um, I, I'm confused about where Rain, what they, where they do next with Reigns. We did have Rollins come back. You obviously can't do KO anymore. Uh, I don't think there's going to be some great turn with Jay Uso um, either. That doesn't strike me as a WrestleMania match. Honestly, now this is where I, I think they should go. And this would be out of the box. But I really do think that to have a rematch maybe with Drew McIntyre. And they aren't going to do this because they want to have their two belts. But I would love to see that. They fought a Survivor Series. It was a big deal. Um... I don't know how you would do it. Maybe you get the belt yeah, off of Drew. Yeah, the miscash in, you know. And then yeah, that's true. The miscash. Yeah, you get the belt off of Drew. Or, or well, I wouldn't get it off of Roman. You, but you could do it. You could have some kind of crazy thing. Because Miz versus Edge would be interesting, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, but if I had to choose something that they would do, I would go... I think Drew and Edge, unless Edge turned heel. I, still, I don't think I'd want to see it, though. They just... I don't know. They just they, I think their styles will clash. But uh to see Edge against Roman, I think Edge could cut some really good promos against Roman. I think that's the money match, the Edge against Roman. And while you're here, what did you think of Edge winning? I know Jason uh on our page, he didn't really like it, but and I know a lot of the internet, the IWC people don't like old guys winning, but I feel like Isn't Edge is still though, in his prime because he what? missed so much time. A year it's it's been one year since he came back last year and fans rejoiced and they were so happy and i mean he's made a commitment obviously because he fought after manny he got injured he's coming back to where he's he's not one of these guys yeah he's in good shape like he's a fan favorite he's been gone for a decade uh like i i don't understand the hate in it it I mean, what were your other options? Seth Rollins, who we've seen in the main event several times in the last few years. Christian obviously was not going to win. Braun Strowman just had his mania moment last year. His title run didn't particularly work for a lot of people. So, I mean, obviously, if that was the last four, and then Orton was the other option. So, Rick Flair and Shawn Michaels. Rick Flair and Shawn Michaels would not be legends if these people were in charge of booking. Because they would got a tired of Flair, and Shawn Michaels wouldn't have been allowed to come back. He's been That's too fair. old, and he did his yep. best damn work after the back injury. And he was phenomenal before yep. the back injury. So, like, these good. people would not be allowed to be... Le- like, we wouldn't have any legends if you were allowed to do that. Like, so, I don't, I, I don't understand I don't care how old somebody is. If they can get it done, whether it's Jericho or whatever, you don't just put somebody on top just for top's sake 
and you just like you're playing like it's your turn. Like no, you got to earn it. Like somebody needs to be better. What are you telling Tom? It's still business, right? Yeah, still got to sell tickets. Exactly. And somebody needs to be better than Edge. I don't care how old he is, and he's not like he's not Goldberg part time. He's not Lesnar part time so far that I've seen. He's hurt, but he's not like that. He's coming on Raw. <laughs> you know, has no history with either of the guys with the title right now, which would make it a fresh matchup. Yeah. Which that's the thing where I can understand if it's like Triple H versus you know Reigns for the third yeah, time. Or too, there yeah, you go, obviously. like I get it, but it's like with Edge, it's it's going to be fresh. And I Lots of fresh matches. Edge is good enough to where he can put on. And, and Reigns and McIntyre, to the credit, have been have gotten to the stage in their career where they're going to put on a great match. Like I have no doubt whether it be. Uh, Edge versus Reigns or Edge versus uh, McIntyre. It's going to be a good quality match at WrestleMania. And I added her because, you know, she's the top woman star, but she hasn't got any championship run title, you know, uh, women's title run since then. But you got to give her a good match. I'm not sure uh, where the date of WrestleMania is and if there's another paper. I'm sure there's another pay-per-view in between. But yeah, there's I one would, pay-per-view in I three weeks. that they would dispatch of this and I like her too but I would think they would dispatch of this lacy nonsense before the mania match comes around and not drag it out to mania because because again I love Ric Flair I love Charlotte and I love Lacey I think Lacey has a lot of potential and I don't think they put Lacey and she's green too but I don't think they put Lacey in the positions to succeed as a traditional old fashioned heel I just don't think that, and I don't know who her agent is on the road. That they could do a lot more with that. She could cheat more. You could be like, and it, uh, there's just so much she could do with with the psychology of being an old school heel that they just don't really do. But and they try to turn her face, and that was like they made her hacksaw that was a mistake. Yeah, and that that wasn't good. Um, but where where do you see Charlotte going? I mean. You would think that it's still got to be her versus Asuka. It would give Asuka a chance, who honestly has gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to the Four Horsewoman. I mean, over and over and again, over. she loses to Sasha. She loses to Bailey. She loses to Becky. She loses to Charlotte. And it would be great for her to get a WrestleMania win over one of them. And Charlotte is by far the best woman wrestler in the world. So... And, I mean, she proved it again tonight when, you know, everybody makes such a big deal, and they should, about the size of Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. Well, Charlotte's standing toe-to-toe exactly as big as they are. And no offense to Rhea or Bianca, but right now Charlotte is better in the ring than both of them. Like, she just is. Uh, So I'm with you that, like, it looks like we're heading to Lacey Evans, but it just is – that would be kind of shocking to see Charlotte versus Lacey Evans and, you know, a Ric Flair on the pole match or, or whatever it would be. <laughs> like, uh, Charlotte's past that. Title match. Charlotte is past feuding with her dad. Like, you know, and I love Ric Flair, but we're, we're, Charlotte's the greatest women's wrestler of all time. It's like, we don't need... Mm-hmm. Ric Flair shouldn't be involved in her storylines anymore, really. Um, I do kind of get where she's kind of dismissing him, and I get that. But Lacey would be much better off if Flair really managed her and he didn't have anything to do with Charlotte. Or mm-hmm. they did it, and then she got so good at it, and they bonded. And it wasn't even like this stupid flirting thing. But where right. he really said, my daughter doesn't pay attention to me. I'm going to make you as good. I'm going to make you like my daughter, and you're going to be awesome. And then... 
SummerSlam or something, and, and she goes on a run, and and Charlotte's like, wait a minute, you know, and then it's like a real, you can have a real, not just this silly getting under your skin, but like a deep emotional thing where what they could do with it, but they're they're doing silly stuff. And I want to see Ric Flair work, and he could be a good manager. Yeah, Charlotte should could... be the heel in the situation, and in my opinion, Lacey should be the one like you know sticking up for Rick as Charlotte yeah. and treats him and stuff. And that lead and, and what she was, was talking about would be perfect. Even if Lacey stays the heel, you could see a shade of gray where Rick and Charlotte and they try to do that a little bit with the announcement. Right. I think it was Graves, but you could still see that shade of gray where Charlotte's wrong. Yeah, they're kind of doing that, but they don't, you know, or that you just, you say, okay, well, you know, he is too old to be around her, but hey, if you're not going to accept me, then I'll, you know, but they're clumsily doing it. They won't do it well, but, uh, and it's funny too, because they can do it well with the men. They can take the relationship that, that Triple H, that Shawn Michaels, that, um, Randy, even Batista, had Ric Flair and make mm-hmm. it good, but they can't do it with his own daughter, and that's probably some kind of sexism shit. But uh, I digress. I, I would think I would love to see a fight Rhea Ripley. I believe that's what we went off about last year when I came on the podcast about WrestleMania. That would be good if she could get the Rhea Ripley could get the win back. That would be cool. Oscar getting a win back would be cool. I wonder if Charlotte keeps one. If Charlotte even wants to get these wins back, like I, you would think she might want to get back on top. But I feel like logically at this point she should give wins back to Oscar and really to Rhea because Rhea looked really mm-hmm. impressive. And I think she is one of the NXT people. Y'all do a lot of you know tidy NXT people. She she's 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 good. <laughs> she's she's, she's enormous. Yeah, man. yeah, and, really and so is. she's got you know she's got and she's got a little it too more so than um uh God I just drew a blank the tag team champion girl what's her name you talking about the current show? oh uh, Nia and Shayna yeah Shayna she's she's got a little bit more than like charisma and, and it than Shayna does I think there's more money in her so I I can see that um. <laughs> And so then we got, I had a little question mark here. We saw AJ uh, and his uh, big enforcer, bodyguard guy, eliminate Big E. We got maybe Big E versus AJ for Intercontinental title? Or is it, I don't know if it's US or Intercontinental. I always get confused. No, it's US or Intercontinental. I think that's a money match. And I mean, they... I think it was, what documentary was I watching recently? They're talking about, literally it's become among WWE guys... AJ Styles is in that spot that Shawn Michaels was that people want to fight him at WrestleMania yeah. just because they know they're going to have Undertaker to Undertaker last ride. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it would make so much sense for Big E to defend the title and go over AJ at Mania because I mean, that would be a huge win over a guy that in his short time here has done just about everything. And I thought Big E looked great uh, in the Rumble tonight. And, you know, they could even do something where it's Big E and Xavier uh, versus AJ and you know his giant bodyguard, uh, if if they want to, because I know eventually they're going to start getting him into the ring more. Uh, he's still training. It's real but, raw. Uh, I've seen more yeah. contact tonight. Was the most contact I think exactly. he's made. That you know it's slow. It was slow, and he had a really good spot. He threw somebody on the railing, or you know yep. whatever they call the railing. That was a pretty good zero, spot right? too. I think it was Ray. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, and that was a good spot. And you got to be careful with Ray. So that was. A, that's a really good spot. Because <laughs> Ray gets tired of being the lawn dart. But uh And we got so that that would be a cool match. Um and then Edge, we sort of talked about where we wanted 
edge to go. But uh, did you get in where you you thought he should who he should fight? I personally think it should be Drew, uh, only because I think that there's better options for Reigns on SmackDown than there would be for Drew true. on like, Raw. Who does Drew fight if Edge goes to SmackDown? That's true. Because I mean, I just don't know who Drew would go against that would make sense or you know be a big main event. Uh, and you need to remember, you know, that Drew has he's had a huge year. I mean, starting with his win over Lesnar. And I just think it would be a, I mean, you want to talk about trying to make a career in a year, you know, when you start beating Lesnar and you include Rollins and Orton, uh, you know, lose the belt to Orton, get it back, Goldberg, and then in with Edge. I mean, they've done really all they could, including taking Roman Reigns to the limited Survivor Series uh, for McIntyre to become, you know, basically the guy along with Roman Reigns moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I, I think the interesting. I don't know what you do with Drew, but screw Drew. <laughs> the money match, the main event of WrestleMania, with uh, outside of doing Drew versus Roman, um, I mean, and they do double chance. They do double chance with the women. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the tag or whatever, but it's uh, what well, wasn't Bailey? Did Bailey have them both though? Uh, Bailey had the. Uh tag titles and the world title uh the last woman to have both was becky okay becky too she, she really yeah, barely had the yeah. yeah okay i remember that but I, I swear i feel like but they were able to put that match together last week if you remember like i mean originally it was charlotte or excuse me ronda versus becky yeah. and charlotte won the title and the next thing you know she's in the match so yeah, i mean yeah. it's that's true, it, but yeah. It, so if you did, they can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, they can definitely figure it out. I mean, I would love to see. I think the match really is Drew. I don't know how you do it, but it's Drew versus. Um, I just love the way they had that build up, and they're so similar, and and it was just good competition. Drew versus uh versus Roman, but if you can't do that, and you have Edge, maybe I don't know what the hell you do. You you make somebody win it. Uh, it can't be. I mean, you Miz. could literally maybe have like Miz cash in, have Miz versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan because we know Daniel Bryan's history with the Miz, yeah. obviously. And then, you know he gets what he wanted another main think, event mania. What do you think of how I think this is like the worst cash in or the most botched cash in? Because oh, first you had Otis, then you had. Uh, a, like they do false cash-ins but not a false cash-in where the pay-per-view ends and two weeks later you get the cash-in back off of technicality like not even that they've really really botched this cash-in the cash-in should be one of the most exciting things while it's happening but if the I wouldn't pop if the Miz cashed in because they've diluted it so bad They've overcorrected because there was that long period where it was basically a guarantee you were going to win the title yeah. if you got the briefcase. And then we all remember what happened with Damian Sandow. I guess that's now been like five, six years ago with Cena. And I, I, I want to say since then, or maybe even before then, because I know Cena's uh, cashed in unsuccessfully versus Punk. I mean, you're talking about, I think, less than 50% of your Money in the Bank winners have gone on to cash in and win. And I completely agree with you, especially with The Miz having the briefcase should be interesting. I mean, hell, we just saw it a decade ago, and it was great TV yeah. when wrestling was not very good. Uh, they should have figured out a way to make They've this They've made work. it comedy, and the cash-in is not yeah. – the cash-in isn't comedy. It, it's especially the guy's going to be a world champion. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's going to be very serious. And The Miz can do that, but I don't mm-hmm. know if he means to lose Morrison, which I hate. I love them together, but – 
I don't know. It's just the way they're writing it. It's just stupid. And it makes it like there's no way The Miz could beat any of the guys as a serious wrestler anyway. Yep. So it's just not, I, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. I've been a little disappointed with that. You got any parting thoughts or, or anything that we missed that you uh, want to talk about? Just that I, I do want to give credit to WWE because they did a good job in both of the Rumbles of at least doing some callbacks, which is something that I, I get frustrated with when they, you know, neglect their own history. I really like the, the Christian edge, you know, obviously spot. I, I love the fact that Lashley and Riddle went after each other like crazy when they got in the ring. Uh, you know, there's just all these callbacks. You know, obviously Xavier and Big E, the stuff between uh, Sami Zayn and, you know, the new, I mean, they just, they've done a good job of that. And that's something that in the last couple of rooms have been a little disappointing that it's almost like they act like it's, you know, for one night only. It's like, no, there's a history. Like, use that to your advantage. It tells better stories. And I thought they did a good job in both of them of doing that, even with Bianca, who obviously went on to win. But it was big for her to eliminate Bailey. I mean, which, you know, with all the stuff they've been going on, I thought that was also a nice callback. Oh, the one thing I think I missed was that I really think this is the first time in a long time where I really missed the crowd. Because so, oh, the yeah, Royal Rumble, sure. I mean, all the wrestling is predicated on the crowd. but And it gets frustrating sometimes. But the Royal Rumble is in, almost entirely predicated on the crowd. The, the, the pops for the guys that come back that are surprised. Those moments that you talk about where there are callbacks. I remember a few years ago, there was a Trish Stratish and Mickey James reunion mm-hmm. callback. And the crowd popped like crazy. They, and they used their facial expressions to, to show that that was a moment between these two that had a history. And an edge coming back. I guess that was last year when the crowd popped. It was such a great moment. Nobody knew it was going to happen. So I think it's really time for them. If the NFL can do limited seating, I think it's time that the WWE might look into it. I think the wrestling fans would be so rabid that they would make a lot of noise for for that. But they, to hear fake this is awesome chance. It's bad. I mean, you might as well do you still got it chance. Too. You can't do a exactly. fake. You can't do a fake. This is awesome. You, I mean, you should do what then? I mean, if you're gonna do, if you do it all and woos and you know, if you're gonna be silly, but you can't, you can't fake. This is awesome. You know, that's just yep. frustrating. And I think the one moment they really should have been this is awesome. But one time they did it and it wasn't. It was like, uh, uh, I, I swear, I think they did it during a Carmelo match. I'm probably wrong, but I think they did it during Carmelo. No, match. actually, I think you are right. Like they, they did like a double there. clothesline or something. I was yeah. like, wait, no, this is not. This is not awesome. This this is not. This is this is really not awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so unless you got something else, uh, did a nice little recap. I'll try WrestleMania season. I'm ready to go with the wrestling. So you better be ready. Yeah, you know we're always ready and we will we'll have a team turnbuckle this week or we'll obviously talk a little bit about the rumble and then obviously do our week superlatives and that will come later in the week but always enjoy talking wrestling with you or anything with you honestly and uh you know you're always welcome on uh the podcast anytime you gotta do is just send me a message and say you want to you know yell at me samurano and we'll put you in Sounds good. All right, for R.C. Carlton and Keith Fleming, this was our Royal Rumble aftermath show. Have a great one.